It is far better to die in pursuit of your dreams than to live a life without hope. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Archonated Jedi Templar. As always, I'm your host, MJ Hannigan, and we're going to be getting back into the 12 principles of recovery. And if you can't tell today's episode, it's going to be about hope. The introduction co- uh, quote, it is better to die in pursuit of your dreams than to live a life without hope, is actually taken from Star Wars Episode 2. Uh, and it has a powerful message to me. Because unfortunately, there are a lot of people right now who are living with, who are living without hope. We have people out there who are, you know, living in fear over Corona. We have um, Americans, allies, and so forth over in Afghanistan who don't know if they're going to be rescued. You know, we have people living with addiction who don't know how to get sober. You know, cannot go to recovery halls because some are still closed. You know, there is a lot of things out there. There's a lot of negative things going on in the world today. And a little bit of hope can actually go a long way. What is hope? The definition of hope is a feeling of expectation or desire for certain things to happen. I want to say I pulled that uh, definition off of dictionary.com, but it could be wrong. Okay, again. A feeling of expectation and desire for certain things to happen. Now, hope is a great thing. But there is a difference between hope and wishful thinking. Hope is, this is what you want to happen, so you're putting some effort in to make it happen. And, you know, you're going on hope to get it there. But, again, hope versus wishful thinking. For example, for the people who are still in school. You know, if you never pick up your textbook, never do your homework, you have no hope to pass a test. It is just not there. You know, that is wishful thinking. If you are uh, suffering with addiction and you're not taking any steps towards sobriety, then you're pretty much living without hope. You know, you can't just hope to win the lottery and it's going to happen. It's just, again, that's wishful thinking. Yeah, you can win the lottery. There's statistical probability, you know, is definitely against you, but there's chance of it. But again, that's more wishful thinking. Today, I want to talk about hope. And how can you talk about hope without mentioning Pandora's box? Long story short, you know, Zeus was still pretty pissed over the whole, you know, man getting fired thing. So he, Pandora was created. Pandora was like uber creation of, you know, a whole bunch of gifts and attributes from the uh, gods and goddesses of Olympia. And given to Pandora, along with her great beauty, her intellect, and whatever the hell else that they put in her to make her, like, the greatest woman in the world, Zeus is like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm going to give you a big healthy dose of curiosity to go with all these great things. Trust me, your husband's going to love it. And it was what it was. Now, to go with the gift of curiosity, Zeus also gave Pandora a wonderful box. It was beautiful. It was artistic. It was crafted just right. And Zeus was like, hey, I know you got a lot of curiosity inside of you. However, you cannot open this box for your entire life. You know, it's a marriage present. Good luck with the marriage. But don't open the box. Whatever you do, don't open the box. 
who knows what's inside, but don't open it. As time, you know, Pandora got married, um, time passed, and Pandora's sitting there looking at this box. And of course, curiosity gets to her and she has to open it. And when she does, the big nasties of the world were released and were released into the earth. You know, in today's example, we can talk about, you know, abuse. We can talk about uh, addiction. We can talk about all the big nasties that we have in this world today. And there's a lot of them. A hell of a lot of them. Um, but after all the big nasties were released into the world, Pandora slams the box shut and says, oh, Zeus uh, kind of made a mistake here. And the big Nazis were taking over the world, corruption, again, for today's world, addiction, uh, hate, envy, lust, all the fun stuff people love talking about, were all spreading throughout humankind and all sorts of baddies were going on. And then Pinder opened up the box for a second time because there was one thing left in the box. When she slammed it closed the first time, there was one last thing that didn't quite get out. And when, it got op when the box got opened again, it was the gift of hope. Meaning, no matter how bad this world gets, no matter how many obstacles that you face, hope is kind of, kind of the first thing you need uh, to make the changes, you know, to, to get things on a better path. And the story of Pandora, honestly, look it up on YouTube. Uh, I gave the condensed version of it. There's a much different, or much better variations of it out there. Again, my condensed version is nowhere near. Just an example. All right, let's talk about how do we maintain hope. The first thing, if we want to maintain hope, is we have to understand our expectations. Again, this goes with the... Uh, Wanting to get good grades, but not going to school, not doing your work, you know, again, what is your expectation? Is it hope or is it wishful thinking? Um, not all of our dreams are going to be practical. I know that goes against everything that your teachers told you, but like, let's be honest, not everything, you know, I'm never going to win a gold medal. I'm never going to play in the NBA. Uh, there's a lot of things in this life I'm not going to be able to do. And you know what? I'm totally cool with that. You know, my expectations and my hope for uh, my world, pretty much, is I could be the best martial artist I could be. I could be in the best physical shape I can be in. I can work with people in recovery and, you know, set a good example and help other people out. I can do podcasts for Jedi Realism and, you know, promote that aspect, and I could do a lot of good in the world. That's my hope for my life, and you know what? I'm actually, I'm really good with that. And again, I already talked about hope versus wishful thinking. All right, so moving forward. You know, we have to know, and truly know, that we could change our lives at any time. This change of life is not always easy, in fact, it, be, it could be quite painful. You know, it could be a change of location, moving from one city to the next. That, trust me, it will change your life. It could be a change of relationships. 
It could be a change of friends. It could be a, hey, you know what? I'm so tired of living this life that I'm living, i.e., you know, living in a world of addiction, you know, and wanting to get to recovery. You can make that change. You can step, you know, one foot forward and start making those changes. It, it might not be easy. You know, again, when you're dealing with uh, addiction, get into the recovery phases, you know, you have to cut a lot of stuff out of your life that you think are so valuable and so important, like these friends who are always there for you and that really aren't, you know, they're just kind of using you for money, you know, because they're your drug dealers. But, you know, a lot of change. If change was easy, then it wouldn't be needed. You know, change is not always comfortable. You're going to have to get out of your comfort zone. You're going to have to say, hey, you know what? This is the life I am living. This is the life I want to live. And, you know, whatever the hell is going to happen, I'm going to make these changes. And, you know, it, it's going to be the life that I want. It's really simple. It's difficult in practice, but simple. You know, when we look at our lives, we look at where we are, where we are today. What got us here? You know, the good, the bad, the ugly. You know, acknowledge, you know, what's gone right in your life and what has not gone right. Notice what you've done, what, what you've done well with versus, you know, definite mistakes that you made. You know, and acknowledge change. It's, it is what it is. It's a part of life. Everything that we do changes us. Everything that we do stimulates or stimulates a uh, brain response and our, brain, our brains are constantly rewired. Everything that we do. So, you know, keep that in mind. Uh, number three, look for the meaning in your darkness. This is perhaps when we talk about change the most, when our lives really suck. You know, why does our life suck? You know, what's the meaning of it? You know, sometimes we do need to learn about suffering. We need to learn about loss. We need to learn about it so we can apply it so we can help other people with it. Life is not always going to be this beautiful dance, you know, that you see in the movies. You're not always going to get the happy ending. In fact, you know, keep in mind, movies are only like an hour and a half long. Anybody could be happy for an hour and a half. But, you know, when you're in your suffering, you know, find the meaning of it. For example, you know, dealing with addiction. When I was into my addiction, when I was living my addiction, dude, my life totally sucked. My life was absolute hell, <clears throat> and, you know, it was what it was. But I had to learn, you know, back then, I had this ambition to help other people, to understand people, to have empathy, to have compassion. So my darkness took me to where I can completely fall flat on my face and I could learn about addiction firsthand. I could learn about how cruel the world is and how much uh, people are needed to help change the world. You know, and even aside from my addiction, I could talk about, you know, my divorce that was absolutely horrible. Well, it gave me a chance to understand people who were divorced. It makes me understand you know, kind of confused why my dad got married five times, but you know, whatever. You know, I learned about the pain of divorce. 
I've learned about the pain of loss, you know, through deaths of my family, deaths of my friends, deaths of my, you know, fuzzy children, um, deaths of friendships. You know, it, life is interesting. And when you find meaning, you know, you might have been friend with a, friends with a person for X number of years, and something goes sour and that friendship's over. What did you learn from that friendship? Even if you can't stand that person anymore, what did you learn from them? The good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, look for the meaning. No matter how difficult your life gets, there's a meaning, there's a message. And hopefully, once you catch that meaning, catch that message, um, you don't have to keep repeating the same mistakes all over again. Alright, uh, number four. Draw inspiration from others. This is you know, the greatest concept when you think about, you know, we see our suffering as a unique aspect. Only we understand how we feel, right? Nobody else can understand, you know, how we feel about this breakup. Nobody else can understand how we feel about losing our job or the death of a parent, the death of a sibling, the death of a child, the death of a pet. Nobody understands that, right? No. This is why we have a hell of a lot of recovery groups. This is why we have a shitload of support groups for people who they might not have gone to your exact situation because you don't have the same relationship, you know, as this other person had. But the concept of support groups is because they may not have had that exact situation, but they've been through a similar one and they can understand. If you open up and let them help you, they can very much help you in your life, help you on your path, help you to make better decisions, you know, whatever. They can help you through your grief. You know, look for that, look for inspiration. You know, in recovery, that's why you have sponsors. That's why you have people who are like, yeah, dude, been there and done that. Okay, I heard your sob story, guess what? I have the same one, so everybody else in this room. You know, that's why recovery meetings are so valuable because, you know, you find the inspiration, you know, from the people in those rooms. You find the inspiration from hearing somebody else talk, no matter how bad your day is, no matter how much you may have debated on relapsing. You find out, you know, when you go to meetings and you hear people tell their stories that, you know, these people are doing these glorious things. They're, they are out there, they're just making their gains and they are crushing life. You know, and you want that. You want to be able to do that. So, you know, get, get the inspiration from those people. And also, on the other note, you know, it, it's heartbreaking when you hear about uh, people who have a relapse. It is purely heartbreaking. Uh, learn from that. Find inspiration from that. Like, if this person was sober for X number of months, years, whatever, and they relapsed, why did they relapse? Where did they lower their guard to allow that to happen? Find inspiration from that so you don't repeat that same mistake. All right, um, number five was return to your roots. This is something I have done uh, twice in my life. I have gone home. Um, and of course, for those who don't know, home is Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. You know, there is twice in my life where life has definitely beat me to the damn ground. And, you know, I went home. 
I went back to my roots. I went back to my family. I went back to my basics in Jedi realism. I went back to recovery groups. You know, there's a lot of things that, you know, for years upon years, I kind of got away from. I got away from the core value, no, not the core value, but the core me. Um, you know, it, it was what it was. Uh, part of it, um, getting away from the me was not quite forgetting, you know, where I came from. You know, I'll never forget I'm from Pittsburgh. Anybody who listens to me and hears the way I talk, you know I'm from Pittsburgh. There's not a mistake on that. But sometimes you do kind of forget about your old family, their, you know, your old life, and, you know, how uh, you grew up and stuff like that. And going home is a great reminder of, yeah, this is, this is where it all started. This is, you know, this is me. This is who I am. Uh, and it's a great thing to get back to your roots, like, you know, geographically, as well as mentally, spiritually, emotionally. Uh, getting back to my roots as a martial artist. You know, I might skip class for a while, but when I get back to my roots, get back to my basics. Basics are basics for a reason. It doesn't matter if I'm doing a Taekwondo Pumse or Karate Kata, you know, the blocks, the kicks, the punches, they're pretty damn similar. You know, for me, my roots, you know, is more kickboxing. You know, I love Taekwondo, Taekwondo is fun, and it is what it is, but for me, my roots as a martial artist is kickboxing. Uh, a lot of things with me, you know, and getting back to my roots within Jedi realism, you know, going back to the basics of what made Jedi realism what it is today, with the inspiration from the RPG manuals, the inspiration from the movies, the inspiration from the EU, Getting back to those basics, so like when the online Jedi community just drives me up a damn wall because of the politicking and uh, you're not cool enough to play in our sandbox or you know too much and we don't want people to follow you so we're going to try to excommunicate you so you're not a part of our cool kid sandbox. You know, <laughs> it's freaking hilarious. It, it really is. But, you know, getting back to the roots, getting back to what makes a Jedi realist. You know, what communities uh, am I a part of that reflects that? You know, not every Jedi group on Facebook is a Jedi realist group. Some are just, you know, fan groups. Others are sandboxes of friends. You know, and some are really great groups. Finding one, you know, that matches where you're at, where you want to be, is, you know, the best concept you can go with. And you cannot establish that until you go back to your roots and figure out why do I want to do this? You know, why do I want to be in Jedi Realism? Was it to start a podcast? No. Did I join Jedi Realism to um, get featured in an American Jedi documentary? No. I started Jedi Realism because it was something that, you know, the martial arts, the spirituality, the physical fitness, all that fun stuff was part of my roots. It's what I wanted to do and I was able to, you know, grow from there. You know, it's life. It is what it is. All right, the last concept for hope that I want to talk about is remember the essential goodness in humanity. It's kind of easy to lose track when you log on to Facebook 
or social media and you see people destroying each other over politics. It's kind of easy to lose your way and lose your spirit and lose hope. It's easy to lose hope when you have, you know, internet trolls attacking you. It's easy to lose hope when politics of a religion or a community become uh, more important than the principles of the group. But remember, just because you come across this group, which is horrible, doesn't mean every group is horrible. Just because you had, you know, a damaging relationship in your past, and trust me, raise your hand if you've had a damaging relationship. Yes, we've all had it. I see everybody's hands up. You know, that doesn't mean that you should uh, avoid relationships. Just because, you know, you've had friendships that ended horribly doesn't mean that you should not trust people. Just because, just fill in the blank. You know, again, hope is a wonderful quality. It is perhaps the most important quality that we need in this world. We need to remember that overall people are good. Yes, there are bad people out there. There are people who do want to cause damage. There are people who do love and thrive on suffering. Yes, those people are out there and nobody can deny it. But overall humanity, people are good. That's pretty much it with today's episode. I hope you got something out of it. Um, didn't quite go the way I would have liked it to, but it is what it is. Um, also, some other announcements. I might be doing some traveling again here shortly. Uh, might be funny enough going back home for a bit. Uh, just for vacation, just kind of get my head straight. Not get my head straight, but just kind of relax. You know, I've been working very hard for the last year and a half. Um... I need a break, I need to, you know, recharge my batteries, and again, I might be going home, I'm not sure yet, it's kind of one of those things in the works. Other than that, uh, we are going to get episodes going again, going again on here, I do want to get back up to doing three episodes a week, you know, between here and Jedi Realist Radio, and, you know, it is what it is, so keep in tune, keep, keep tuned in, however you listen to it, again, if you listen to... Apple or Spotify or however you listen to the platform, please share the links with your friends. Uh, Spotify, I, I'd really appreciate it. Um, don't forget to like the page, uh, Arcanage Jedi Templar Podcast. And if you have any questions, you know, send me a message. I love answering messages. It's a lot of fun. And again, thanks for listening. Love and light. This is Hannigan. I'm out.